Jesus, we just say thank you, and Lord, we praise you, Father. Never again will we be afraid, for the Lord has delivered us from all our fears. Never again will we be afraid of man, for the Lord is our helper. Never again will we be tormented by fear, according to 1 John 4 and 18. Never again will we be afraid of demons, for we tread upon serpents, scorpions, and all over the power of the enemy, according to Luke 10 and 19. Never again will we be afraid of witchcraft, according to Acts 13, 8 to 11. Never again will we be afraid to do what God tells us to do. Never again will we be afraid of the enemy, according to Psalms 27 and 2. Never again will we be afraid to go where the Lord sends us. Here I am, send us, according to Isaiah 6 and 8. Never again will we be afraid to prophesy, but we convert to prophecy, 1 Corinthians 14 and 39. Never again would be afraid to cast out demons, according to Mark 16 and 17. Never again would be afraid of being rejected, because we are accepted in the beloved, according to Ephesians 1 and 6. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you. Never again would we be afraid to witness to the lost, according to Luke 19 and 10. Never again would we be afraid of doing what God tells us to do according to Acts 5 and 29. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. I'm not going to be before you long, but I want to thank God for you. And I praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. I just want everybody to just tell the Lord, thank you. Tell them, thank you. Tell them, thank you. Tell them, thank you. Huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, tell them, thank you. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yes, Lord. Tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. God don't have to look over you. God don't have to look over at me. God don't have to look over your job. God don't have to look over your marriage. God don't have to look over your children. God don't have to uh, don't have to look over your business. God don't have to look over while you're at school. God don't have God don't have to, but we take them for granted, and we get mad at God. To God, you 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 supposed to protect me, but you take God for granted. When God tells us to. Stop sinning. When when God tell us to stop sinning, when God tell us to stop lying, when God tell us to stop being conniving, when God tell us to stop fornicating, stop committing adultery, stop cheating of people. When God tell you to do those things, obey God. See, I'm gonna tell you this. You might hide stuff from me. You might lie to me. You might not respect me. You might not care about me. You might you might not feel the that you you just don't you ain't feeling me. That's okay. But when God tell you to do something, obey God. Don't obey me, because I don't have a hell of heaven to put you in. 
Don't behind, don't hide behind me because I'm not God. So when God tell you you need to go, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to take care of this. But you know, people think prophets just have this beam up Scotty effect. Like they just know everything. I'm gonna tell you this: when God don't reveal something to me, He just don't. And I'm not losing no sleep. I have enough things to deal with in my own personal life. So I'm not around here. Your average prophet that's of God and prophet, they're not around here saying, oh, Lord, what they doing, what they doing. No, psychics do that. Insecure people spy on me. But I want to tell everybody, whatever God showed me, she told you about it many times. There's times we don't understand things, we need help. That's fine. But don't you don't have to lie to me when God told you first what to do. I'm going to say that again. This thing God told you to do, but you say, oh, uh, I, that's my mind. There's some things you know God told you to do. But when a man or woman God confirm it, you want to get mad. Now, I want to tell everybody this. God, God is exposing. He's exposing church as well as the political arena, the entertainment field. But he's exposing. Exposing marriages. Exposing. Obey God that you don't be exposed. Because exposure can cost you your life. It can cost you your family. It can cost you your business. It can cost you your marriage. It can cost you your job. It can cost you your livelihood. It can cost you. I'll tell you this. Don't talk about the men and women of God. Now, there's times we talk about things. There's a difference between talking about things to get an answer and just being messy and gossiping. I'm going to tell you, men and women of God, be careful. If you're a woman of God, if you're not treating your husband right, you better be careful because God put that man in your house. And men, you're not treating a woman of God right. God's going to deal with you because she's your help me. And Christ will love the wife as Christ loved the church. So if you're sitting there putting down your wife or your husband, God's going to deal with you. Or you putting down a man of God or the woman of God at the church, God's going to deal with you. You putting down your boss, talking about your boss, God's going to deal with you. Now, I'm not telling you there's things you need prayer about and you just need to vent. But there's some people that are vindictively doing things and God is not pleased. 
But when things don't go your go the way you want it to go, you want to be vindictive. I thought she, I thought she was saved. I thought he was saved. But you use that, but you ain't living a Christ-like life. I want to tell everybody today, watch your actions, watch your words. It goes for me, too. Well, I tell you, apologize, just apologize. Don't sit there and say, oh, they know, they know I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Don't work like that. But that's the case there are a lot of people in heaven as a thought. We can go to Isaiah chapter 40. Go to Isaiah chapter 40. I'm reading it verse 1. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make the straight highways through the wasteland for our God. Feel in the valley. Level the mountain and the hill. Straighten the curves. Smooth out the rough places. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. A voice said, shout, I ask. What should I shout? Doubt that people are like the grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as flowers in the field. The grass wither and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. And so it is with people. Grass wither and the flowers fade. But the word of God stands forever. Now, if you notice, God give us a reminder. He say, look, this is verse 6. Shout. He say, shout. People like grass. You know, you, you think about the characteristic grass. You grass can go, can go through concrete. They can go through side of a tree. Grass is a, but it has no root. Grass has little, little to no root. You can easily pull up grass. Has little root. Has no foundation. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in the field. I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just be honest. In the springtime, but now we don't know the weather. You know, you can have spring right now. We have a spring-like weather in December, in November. But as flowers fade, you know, they start to fade colors, they die. It was your beauty. And the world is teaching, you ain't careful, the world's teaching, oh, get plastic surgery, get this, get that. It's nothing wrong with Tommy Tugs, um, breast reduction, breast lift, uh, sagging phase. Uh, it's nothing wrong with skin removal. Nothing wrong with, you know, you got burned, get a skin graft. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't sit here and keep up with the world and say, oh, I'm 50. I'm gonna, now I'm going to get some my lips injected. I want fuller lips. I want high cheekbones. I want 
Um, I want a different hairline. I want different color eyes. All that's going to fade. I'm going to tell you, if, I'm going to be honest. Say you meet a guy of your dreams, he's a perfect build, and great shape, but vice versa, a woman. Beautiful skin, beautiful everything. But if they don't have God, if they don't have substance in their life, it don't mean nothing. It's like they got all their beauty, but they dumb as rocks. They have no morals. They got all these things. But it's 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 ugly. When you find out about people, you find you the the beauty you, you saw on the outside don't mean nothing. It's fading. And I'm gonna tell you this. A person that is not trying to live a life of the Lord of Jesus Christ. They are unattractive to me. They ain't trying to live right. They very unattractive to me. Because outside, all this outside going to rake her up, going to go south, everything going to sag. Teeth going to need to be replaced with false teeth, hearing aids. And, but all that's going to fade. What substance do you have? You look at all the beautiful people in the world. You say you look you look up to them. They've been married multiple times. They have many partners. They have all kinds of issues. And the older you the older they get, you say, man, they look a beautiful person. Now they just ugly. They just but. Everything fades, but what do you have? Do you have a relationship with God? Because having a relationship with God is so beautiful. And, and uh, you know, people say, oh, I'm looking for that glow. You get a glow in God, just living right for God. Yeah, with the proper nutrition, you can get a glow. But all this materialistic stuff and what you're doing, all this going to fade. And when your life is not together, you feel incomplete. God is saying, shout, shout. All this, your beauty going to fade. This going to fade. This going to go. God is here to to be a help in your life. Verse 9, say, O Zion, the message of good news, shout from the mountaintops. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout. Do not be afraid. Tell the towers of Judah that God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. And he will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings a reward with him as he comes. And right now, I've been, you know, I've been listening to YouTube. Uh, I follow different preachers. I get Jesus is coming soon. 
and the way things are looking, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me that Jesus come in the next 20 years. It would not surprise me. But I don't know. And this is another thing I'm going to touch on. You got all these these new false prophets coming every year. Oh, Jesus is coming this year. The son of man don't know. Nobody knows the coming of Jesus. Nobody knows. And you know why? Tell you why. But you're going to always have somebody want to be that major prophet or that major prophetess or that major bishop, pastor. I said, no, I can't, I don't trust, I can't trust humans with this information. You can feel, you can feel, no man knows. So somebody said, oh, Jesus coming, um, May, May 5th, 2022, then I believe it. Get your life in order. You weren't about 2022. But you don't know you're going to live till 2021. God's going to take you out this earth. Then we're 2021. But you focus on what somebody told you. Verse 11. He will feed his flock like shepherds. He will carry the lambs in his arms holding them close to his heart. He would gently lead the mother sheep with their young. He, the Bible said he would gently lead. See, I'm going to tell you this. Enemy use fear tactics to make you follow him. You got a, you got initiation. You got to fear your soul or you got to do something illegal. You got to do something. He uses, the enemy uses fear. He uses evil tactics. But God gently leads us. He don't jack us up. He don't break our neck. He don't pull us. But come on. He ain't going to make you. See, this is the thing. God ain't going to make us do anything. See how the love of Christ when you have the love of Christ, say it again, when you have the love of Christ, you won't obey God. See, he gently pulls you. He gently talks to you. And one time, uh, God told me, and it, and it woke me up, he said, son, take that truck back. I'm like, I'm making all kinds of excuses. He didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a fear. He told me when God talked to me, gentle or, or it's uh, a direct voice, a direct voice, direct. God don't threaten you. If you don't do this, I'm gonna take. No, He tell you if you don't obey me, you're gonna lose this. He don't obey me, you're going to lose that. He give you dreams, he give you visions. 
I'm telling you this, God, God is not to be played with. Y'all sitting here trying to control something, and God is in control. The thing you're trying to control is controlling you. God want to lead us. I'm, I'm going to say something to all the single fathers and the single mothers. Let God lead you. And he will help you with your child or children. Yes, we, we deal with consequences of life. But be led by God. Be trying to steer fear and threaten and say no. If, the cho- if your children or child learn to fear God, they, they won't have no problem with obeying you. But we're trying to put fear in our children. They don't have the fear of God. Put the fear of God in our children. And fear don't mean uh, uh, fearful ta- uh, tactics. Fear is respect, teaching respect, respect God. Amen. God want to comfort you. Yes, we all we all fall short. But Isaiah forty one through eleven. God want to comfort us. But he he want to straighten some things in your life. He want to change some things. You gotta allow him. You gotta you gotta allow to be comfort. We you know I'm gonna tell you this. Some of us don't want to be comforted by the Lord. We rather be comforted by snakes than be comforted by the Lord. Well, I'm gonna go over here. I know they I know they don't mean me no good. But I just need a laugh. No, you need to be comforted by the Lord. God comfort me, and God will send you to wise people. Amen. Amen. I want to thank God for everybody that's here. And I'm coming to a close. I want everybody to allow God to comfort you. Uh, yes, I know you made a mistake. I made a mistake. You, some of y'all say I'm living with a 10-year mistake, a 20-year, 30-year, 40-year. I've been living a lifetime of mistakes. Let God comfort you and to deliver you. I'm I'm sure I'm gonna tell you this. You know, uh, people that have been in surgery. Um, when a nurse is taking a surgery, he or she gonna try to comfort you. Hey, you gonna come out well. Need you to be strong. That comfort you. And what you what you dealt with say, man, I messed up my body. I messed up this, now I need surgery. They comfort you. And even though we make mistakes, and even when you come out of surgery, after the the surgery is completed, you have a a good nurse that comforts you. Say, oh, wake up. Don't say, you better wake up. Wake up. Take this, take that. You get comfort in a bad. It's not a surgery, not a bad situation, but in a difficult situation. Come on, you need to walk. 
a good nurse. And God want to comfort you. God say, I'm here. I want to hear you. I want to deliver you. But Lord, I don't have no problem. Lord say, yes, you do. You got a blood trail in your problem. You got, your problem is like a blood trail. Everybody know you have a problem. Everybody know you have a problem. But God want to comfort you in your problem. You know, I think sometimes we, we, we want to use problems as a crutch. We don't want to be delivered. We just want to use problems as a crutch. Because if we get healed our problems, we got to mature and grow up. So we use problems as a crutch so we don't have to grow up. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is leading into this. The Lord say, some of y'all are going back and forth in witchcraft. When things go good, you say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. When things go bad, you go back to witchcraft. You, you resort back to your old ways. God say, if you continue to go back to Egypt, you're going to stay in Egypt. You're going to die in Egypt. You one minute, you say, oh, God, I love you. When I make you mad, you go back to witchcraft. You know, oh, I don't do no witchcraft. But I'm going to tell you this. I mean, I know some people that are from wickedness. And you talk to them as that you talk to them like they're your friend. Or you venting, but you know they're in wickedness. And you know when you if you have a problem, they're gonna work witchcraft or evil against that person. Or if they stop it, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. I'll tell you this. If you're dealing with demonic people, you don't work witchcraft with demonic people. You, you don't do witchcraft for witchcraft. You put in God's hand. You pray, give the seed to God. Say, God help me. But do not. Play with witchcraft. Witchcraft will take you out. you working for the enemy. God said, I'd rather you're hot or cold. If you look warm, I'll screw you out. And yeah, some of y'all know. You know better. So the Spirit of the Lord say, leave, us, leave witchcraft alone. Don't lose everything. Some of y'all are going to die instantly. Not the time. Not the time to play with God. Not the time. I'll tell you this. It's going to be people that have been doing their dirt some of them going to die right in their dirt. And some of y'all have a, a, you know something. You say, God, I know this person ain't up to no good. I can't prove it. But the Lord's going to expose it, even in their death. They're going to be doing it. They're going to die doing it. But don't gloat over them. Don't say, oh, that's what they get. God is not playing. God is not playing with us. 
Amen. I want to thank God for everybody that's here. Do anyone want to give your life to the Lord or dedicate your life to the Lord? It's important that you do that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to say, yeah, yes, Lord. I'm going to say this right quick. Yesterday, uh, God allowed me to talk to uh, a person. I ain't talked to this person in a while. And they was giving their testimonies and things they were dealing with. And the Lord had me to tell this person, look, God said he had to deliver you from anger. If you wasn't delivered from anger, anger was causing you to go back into a place of darkness. And God had to deliver you from darkness. But there's a residue of your past. And God want to clean up that residue of your past. And he, and this, you know, he said, well, you know, man of God, I thank you. That's confirmation. And when I say residue, residue meaning people still see you as the old person. Or people sense whether you came out of lifestyle or like you was a dope dealer, a prostitute, and homosexuality, or a thief, or a con artist or even in witchcraft or Satan worship, even though you've been delivered, but not fully, because either you didn't give it all to God or you don't want to obey God. So when men and women of God see you and they say, you got this that, 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 uh, witchcraft spirit on, no God delivered from it. No, he didn't totally deliver you from it because people see that. Real men, real men and women of God, see that. And then when they, then when God have you to go in and try to help them, they say, "Oh yes, when I get mad, I do go to. I have old thoughts. I go back to old habits." But when God told you, you deliver you from it, and when you tell a person like, "Look, I used to worship Satan," they're like, "Oh, I couldn't tell." I don't see that. I used to be a, a, a whore. I used to be a lesbian. I used to be an, uh, I used to be gay. They say, uh-uh. It, no, you don't look it. You lie. It's God that totally deliver you from it, but you tell a testimony. So I want to tell everybody, when God deals with something with you, just surrender. Don't sit here and try to justify well, Lord, I only did it because, no, you're going to go straight to hell justifying your sins. Amen. Praise God. Does anyone want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord? It's important that you do that. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Next week is not promised to you. Give your life to the Lord. Everybody want to give your life to the Lord and rededicate your life to the Lord. Repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be.
Amen. Everybody who gave your life to the Lord and rededicate your life to the Lord. Everybody's rejoicing, and I encourage you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I also encourage you, right now you have to go to a local church to screaming, <laughs> streaming live or internet media. And I encourage you to pray, which is talking to God through time and will get better. And I also encourage you to stay with God. Amen. Amen. I thank God for everybody's here. Do anyone have any testimonies? Phone lines are unmuted. Any testimonies? Testimony. If the ink not dry, don't testify. Any testimonies? Any prayer requests? The phones are unmuted. Any prayer requests? Amen. If you have any uh, comments or questions or any prayer requests, you know, I know some people deal with different situations, you can email me at powerprayer at hotmail.com. It's powerofprayer at hotmail.com. Anyone have any testimonies or any prayer requests? Press one, I'll mute your line, but I believe I unmuted everyone. Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I speak supernatural income to your people in the name of Jesus. And when they get this money, Father, this income, that, Lord, they'll pay their tithes and offering. And, Lord, they will be obedient and pay off their debts in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray, Father, for, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, thank you, Father. I even pray for lawsuits to be completed in the name of Jesus. I pray that lawsuits and settlements will be settled quickly in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, yes, Lord, I pray that your people that are called by your name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, and you shall heal their land. And Lord, we just say thank you. But I pray that everyone will, will accept the spirit of deliverance in their life. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I speak income. I speak new business ideas. Say, Lord, give your people business ideas that is needed, Father, in these last days. And Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going into dismissal. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'll plead the blood of Jesus over everybody on this line. I plead the blood of Jesus over their mind, heart, soul, and spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus over their atmosphere. I plead the blood of Jesus over their eyes, Father, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over their property, over their children, and over their grandchildren, over their finances. And, Lord, we just say thank I pray for safety. uh, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for doors to be open that no man can shut. And I thank you for closing doors that no man can open. And, Lord, I speak 
renewing of the mind in the name of Jesus. They want to put the mind of Christ. And, Lord, I lift up um, the men and women of God across this world that they'll fight the good fight for faith, that they'll they're, um, aim for the prize, which is the high calling. And, Lord, we love you. And, Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing. And, Lord, I pray for everyone through the holidays who who lost loved ones, who are depressed. In the name of Jesus, I speak the joy of the Lord is a strength. And, Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. I want to tell everybody, good night, be blessed, that Jesus loves you, and I do too. Good night, everyone. Amen, amen. This session is no longer being recorded. Mm-hmm.